0: In my new book, With Mark Tim, mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com.
1: Welcome, everybody, to another live episode of the Sharkpreneur podcast. This is Seth Green. I have the good fortune to be today to be joined by Tanner Chittister, the best-selling author of Infinite Income, The eight-figure formula for your online business. Tanner built his multi-million-dollar online company from scratch with no budget, marketing plan, or business experience. Tanner, thanks so much for joining us.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me, Seth. I'm excited to be here.
1: All right, I am excited to have you. Uh, Let's go back in time a little bit because you've got an amazing story. Um, I obviously we want folks to go get the
0: book, but how did you get started? Uh, I grew up in a family of seven kids: four sisters, two brothers. Um, Pretty conservative household, so just growing up, I I was kind of strange, I could say. Uh, My sisters played a lot of dress-up with me, so, you know, they they didn't do me any favors. Uh, But I just got bullied a lot as a kid, and around 12 years older, so I just decided I wanted to work out. um, In my head, I was going to beat these kids up. So I started going to the gym. My mom would drop me off around 5.30-ish in the morning. I'd work out for two, two and a half hours, then she'd pick me up and take me to school, And I go to gym class and then I'd shower. So that's how I started. And then, uh, you know, three, four months later, I started getting compliments because, you know, I had beginner gains and I was, you know, in puberty. And so it was just really working to my advantage. There's not a lot of kids lifting at the age of 12. And ultimately, after that, it kind of gave me confidence in school and girls because I saw, hey, I'm working hard and now people aren't messing with me. So, uh, at that point, I really started excelling in sports, particularly football uh, or American football, depending on you know where you're from. And uh, I just dedicated my whole life to that. Um, the way I work on business now is what I did with sports. So uh, until about 22 years old, that's all I did. And then at 22 is essentially when I left school, I uh, got convinced by a guy named David Fry. He introduced me to the ClickFunnels world and taught me how to set up opt-ins and emails and all these types of things. And then from about 22 to 25, I really struggled. I didn't make any money. Um, During that time, I did door-to-door sales. I internshiped with uh, David for about a year and a half. Um, And then I also was a server. And then around 25, I'd learned a lot of stuff. I didn't know this at the time. It was really setting me up to be successful. But at the age of 25, I kind of had this breaking point where, if I didn't figure it out that year, I was gonna go back to school. And I saw an ad on Facebook, probably similar to what a lot of people have seen of me, unfortunately. And uh, I clicked on it, uh, got on a call, had no idea what high ticket was, had no idea what coaching programs were, paid him like five grand, I think I had two grand in my bank account, paid three grand on a credit card, Um, learned a couple simple things, wasn't anything crazy, Uh, learned a couple simple things, implemented it, made 10 grand in that first week, and then, never looked back. And then from 25 to 28, I've done over 25 million in sales. And uh, that's that's where I'm at today. And I don't work that much anymore. So I'm, re- I'm ready for new uh, challenges. But yeah, that's the long story short.
1: Yes, to get the longer version of the story that is incredibly compelling. You absolutely have to read the book. I couldn't put it down. When uh, your PR firm sent it to me, I said, I knew we had to have you on because you are the quintessential rags to riches, literally like sleeping on couches, (laughs) homeless, trying to figure it out. And it took, I love the persistence that it took three years. You didn't instantly start making money. It -hmm. took years and years for you to learn it to you to hit that tipping point. And then you still invested in a coach besides David, who I believe has been on the show. Um,
0: yeah, You
1: we- then invested in another coach to learn the thing that you felt you were missing. You set a line in the sand of, I'm either making it or I'm going back to school. And what was, you got to remember, what was the first sale? You made 10 grand when it finally hit. What was that offer?
0: Yeah. Well, so it was actually four offers. It was, uh, I mean that 10 K that first week, but I have four offers about $2,500, four months of fitness coaching. So okay. you were working at the time as yeah. a
1: like personal trainer mm-hmm. and you sold $10,000 worth of personal training online. Lo- now, were these people coming to your physical local gym or is no, this, you were coaching, you were coaching people virtually before COVID.
0: Yeah. So this was, this was a hundred percent. I mean, this was back 2000, middle of 2017. And so I just literally DM these people. They'd already been following me. I'd had a modeling career. Uh, said, hey, what's your fitness goals? Got them on a call, sold them. And I was actually shocked because doing door to door, I was making $500 per sale. And then I got on the phone with this person for an hour and they were interested and they wanted it and they signed up and they, some of most, I think the first three paid me in full, which I really needed. Yeah. <laughs> so I was shocked. I was shocked, and I remember I even closed the deal going back. I was driving back from like North Carolina to Texas, and I closed like a two thousand, you know, twenty five hundred dollar deal in the car over PayPal. Well, hang on, let
1: me pull over. You didn't? No, you, dude, I was super. You dang. didn't even pull over and write down the credit it card
0: number. Super dangerous. Like I'm literally going on the freeway, and I'm like trying to do this, and like don't do that. But um, yes, we are not recommending you try any of I, this at and, home. Yes. And then I remember when I hung up, I like started screaming because I could feel my life changing. It was kind of like that aha moment, yeah.
1: Now, when you got started and had that, when you finally started, when it finally started working, when it was finally ready, you didn't have a 27 step complicated funnel. You weren't doing two, three hour perfect webinars. So talk a little bit about what your, what we would call minimum viable offer was that got you over the hump and realized, oh my God, I can do this.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was just, so all I did is I just reached out via DM and I just essentially a few questions. You know, it's hard to it's hard to visualize without showing people. But I just would reach out, and they were already following me. Um, and then after I went through those people, I'd go to what I call cold DM, so people who didn't know me. But essentially, it's just I reached out. I'd relate. Hey, saw your car, super dope, dude. I love cars. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you don't mind me asking, what do you do for work? Oh, I do this. Got it. Does that keep you busy? Yeah, it keeps me really busy. And then I would transition. And I'd say, totally get that. Does that make it hard to work out? But at this point, it's very conversational. So, so you
1: weren't running thousand, you weren't running twenty seven ad sets. Nah. You weren't running traffic. You were literally. <laughs> this is the equivalent of like cold calling, almost over the phone,
0: but using social media and DMs to do it. It was like, yeah, it was cold DMs. And I, obviously, if they're following you, way easier. I would just go straight to what's your goal. And they're like, oh yeah, what's up, Tanner? Like, so cool, you're messaging me. But yeah, I mean, all I did is I just reached out to people via messenger. And then I'd push them to a phone call and then I would sell them over the phone. And in between the call, I would have an application. Um, you know, so what to say, how to say it, I think part of why I was successful is the years of door to door, you know, the years of like learning internet marketing. And it really prepared me for that moment because, you know, people hear that, but the hardest thing is what to say, how to say all the like particulars that they don't know. But I was ready because I had done the door to door. I'd done the internet marketing. I knew how to speak to people. So once someone said, hey, just reach out and put them on a call and close them, I was like, oh, this is easy. Like, this is even hard." And then once I really got that down, I obviously started adding in ads and funnels and marketing. And then it just was kind of up from there.
1: Okay, so how did you then, so obviously you got very, very good at that and built Mm -hmm. a successful personal training online business. Mm -hmm. When did you make the transition to start hiring others to help you do that?
0: Yeah, I would say around 20, 25 clients. So I had about 20, 25 clients and I was DMing each client at least once a day, but then they'd all message back. So just between that, it's about three or four messages a client It's about 100, 150 messages a client. Plus I was taking all the sales calls, plus I was starting to run ads, plus I was doing all the messaging. So that's, that's the first thing I hired out. And I hired my brother, uh, ironically, the two first people I hired were my brothers. So I hired one as a coach, Uh, I lied, first three, one as a coach, and then I hired someone to kind of help me with messaging. And then after that, I hired a sales rep, and that was my other brother. Um, So the benefit I had of also scaling fast is I had two family members that I knew I could count on. Most people can't work with their family. Uh, Luckily, me and my brothers, just the way we were raised and and our work ethics and sports, it it was a lot easier to kind of push them in. But yeah, so... 20-25 Twenty twenty-five 25 clients, that's when I hired my first person, just so they could take the client fulfillment off my hands. Awesome. And then,
1: um, how big did the personal training business get before you be graduated, so to speak, and then became an information marketer and helping other folks
0: in the industry? Yeah, so it got to, I believe we were doing around 125 to 150 a month consistently. The issue was, is that at that time, what happened was, well, there was two things. One, we started to max out on our ads. So, you know, for anyone who, who's ran ads before, it just got to the point they were no longer profitable. So I was going to have to pivot where I was doing some low ticket offers and some mid ticket offers in there. Uh, the second reason was I've been asked multiple times, like dozens of times by people who are willing to pay me five to $10,000 to help them because they saw my success and they go, well, shoot, you know, if you can do this for you, then obviously you can do this for me. And so I never actually had an intention of being a business coach or business consultant or any of that. I actually had a big stigma against them, but it got to the point where I had to decide. And I said, you know what, where I'm at in my career right now, it makes more sense for me to pivot to uh, consulting other business owners versus running low ticket products for two reasons. One, it was just, I knew it was going to be an instant seven figure business. And then two, I didn't wanna keep going the fitness route in the sense of being the face, constantly dieting, constantly training. I mean, I still love fitness and I work out every day, but there's a big difference between, you know, single digit body fat and then just being healthy. And I just knew as I got older, I didn't wanna keep living that lifestyle. So it was just kind of a lower whirlwind of things, but it really, it, when you have success, you're gonna find people asking for help. And it got to the point so many were asking it just made logical sense because I literally had seven figures sitting in my lap just from people asking me for help. So that was really kind of the transition. I think
1: the title of your next book should be instant seven figure business. That was a really good headline right there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it all just came from that initial success. And then obviously after I started helping trainers, I had more people who were outside the fitness industry say, Hey, well, can you replicate this outside? And I said, well, it's actually even easier because you got to understand fitness you can't sell a $10,000, 15000 program typically, right? But with business, it's easier because there's a financial ROI. So once I started getting those clients, it actually got even bigger faster because if you think about it, fitness, it's is kind of harder to sell, you have more volume, but it's actually a lower priced product typically. So,
1: Sure, because they actually have to physically do the work. They have to eat what you tell them to. If you're telling them you have to actually work out, whereas in the business world, as you've learned, one, there might be more motivated to implement because they can make money. And two, there are done for you options where you could literally do the work for them. And they just have to write the check to a certain extent. So talk a little bit about how you scaled that business.
0: Yeah, so once I had that initial part down, I started paying coaches like crazy to teach me webinars, and so it's not that webinars don't work for whatever reason I couldn't get mine to work uh, specifically in the fitness industry. So after about my after my fifth coach, I kind of had enough, and at the time, this is right when Facebook Messenger came out, uh, not Messenger but many chats so kind of like the bots. And so I had been running my ads through that, but I wasn't doing anything with it. So I got really upset one day. I actually had a verbal exchange with my coach at the time. And uh, I kind of said, F this, I'm going to make it work. So I went into to my messenger on my page and I started DMing every single lead that had come through. And I made, I believe it was 20 grand that week, right? And, and that was off like $2,000, $2,500 of ad spend. And that's when I was like kind of the, oh shit moment where I knew, okay, I'm going to be rich. Like kind of, I figured it out. And from there I started running all my ads through messenger and I just scaled it, um, and the benefit is that, you know, if they click and they come in messenger and then they go to my training and they sign up or whatever. Great. But if they don't. I was able to go back in and just because I'm so good at just dealing with people and knowing how they think and the door-to-door sales background, it was super simple to overcome all their objections and push them to a call. And then by the time they got on the call, I've already handled like 90% of their objections. So it was a layup and I'm just closing these people over the phone like crazy. And from there, I just realized that was the method I was going to use. That's what I was going to scale around. And I started building teams and systems around that. And, um, you know, it's a lot different than what most marketers do at a eight figure level but it worked for me and I still use it to this day so that is absolutely fantastic What inspired you to write the book? I just think well two things I one is it was a bucket list I just think you know we all are gonna die at some point we should have things that are just to do um, and then the second thing is I, I think I have a more than, like better than average mentality and I know during my journey I almost quit. David could tell you maybe five times where I'd call him and I was like, Hey man, like I'm I'm going back to school. I can't do it anymore. And he would just, you know, basically pull me off the ledge and say, Tanner, like if anyone can do this, you can do it. And so I kind of wanted this book to essentially just be written. So one, people could relate to my story and then two, they could see tactical things that I did. Because the thing for me is I've always been the person, I don't care what I have to do. I just need to know what to do versus most people. You can tell them what to do, but they won't do it. And so hopefully by reading the book, I'm hoping people can kind of shortcut their success or at least get a better understanding of what to do. Because I spent a lot of time trying stuff that was super difficult and wasn't working, wasn't converting. And I don't, most people, they can't spend, you know, $50,000 in six months on coaches like I did. I mean, I was taking every single uh, amount of profit, most of it, and I was putting it right back into coaches and ads And it got very frustrating. And most people, they're not going to be able to deal with that. Um, So I'm really kind of trying to help people who maybe they're down to their last stand, their last $10,000, $5,000. And this is their only shot. And I wanted to kind of tell that story because when I was trying to figure this stuff out, it was very frustrating to say the least. Absolutely. I mean, I, I've been there in the.
1: I started a similar thing, but in the financial services industry as opposed to personal fitness. So uh, I, I totally get that. Um, obviously your persistence is a common theme that comes through and your refusal to give up. What are some of the other personality traits you think that made you so successful?
0: I mean, I, I think obviously my work ethic um, helped. I think sports really helped me. Um, you know, it's funny, you know, when I left, college, a lot of the guys who don't go to the NFL or the NBA or whatever, a lot of the top athletes I play with, I play with multiple NFL players. They don't really have anything left. Their degree wasn't very good. They didn't try very hard. And so basically if sports doesn't work out, it doesn't help. But what it helped me, it it really taught me how to work hard because I maximize my talent. I think from work ethic, there were a lot of athletes who were more superior to me in talent, but, you know, I really had to work hard to kind of keep up with them. I think the other thing is just there's something inside me as well. I don't know what to call it, but there's just, I I have a desire to kind of live my best life. So, you know, I've said it already once, but if we have 80 years to live, I just don't want to look back with regret and something that was instilled for me at a young age was just to be the best I can be. And it sounds cliche, but that's part of what drives me. You know, some people, they think it's about the money. I, I like to say the money's a scorecard. The money indicates that what you're doing is working and you're being somewhat successful, right? Like you're, you're kind of hitting your goals versus, you know, I need to make a bunch of money for self-validation. Um, and I've learned that along the way. I've learned that along the way. I just want to be the best I can be. And I would say the money is more of a scorecard. So between the work ethic and then just being the best you can be, you can't really put, instill that in people. Like there's certain people who they do, they'll do what they need to do when no one's looking, right? I'm in the middle of nowhere, like, Will that will you wake up at four AM or five AM? Or are you gonna read a book a day? Are you gonna, you know, study Spanish? Are you gonna work on your business for ten hours instead of six? You know, there's just a lot of things I think most people won't do when someone's not watching, and just there's just something inside of me that drives me and I'm not even sure what it is at times, but it just makes me wanna be the best I can be. So I'd say those two things if that helps. I hope that didn't confuse anyone. <laughs> it does. It helps a lot. Um
1: You now get to, you give advice every day. Um, What's the best advice you've ever
0: gotten? I think the best advice I ever got or I went through was, I just wish I'd hired a coach sooner. And it's funny when I say that because I think 80% of the coaches I've hired uh, were bad investments in the sense I didn't think I got my money's worth. What I will say is that success, part of it is speed. And why some people fail is it's not that they're not moving in the right direction. They're going too slow. And so they get sick of their current situation, right? That maybe they're making two grand, three grand a month and they get tired of it. So if I could tell anyone to, you know, better advice, I would just say, find someone who's living the lifestyle you want, hire them or hire someone similar to them. And that's the quickest way to learn because information isn't the issue. The issue is execution and knowing what not to do and what to do. And I was in that mindset of I'm gonna Google stuff and then I'm going to kind of try this, try that. But the issue is I never knew if what I was doing was right or if I just wasn't doing it right. If that makes sense. Like was the path correct and I was just doing it the wrong way or was I working really hard doing the wrong things? And so when I had a coach, it was easier to commit because one, you paid a bunch of money. So you're going to do what they say. And then two, at the end of the finish line, I was like, this is the right thing to do or this is a wrong thing to do. And that way I was learning much faster. Um, and I think what made that easier for me is I had a goal to be a multimillionaire. And so I was able to get over wasting money per se on coaches because I go, well, you know what? If I'm really wanting to make millions of dollars, it's $10,000 that big a deal. But I think a lot of us get so scared and we get in such a very scarcity mindset that we don't want to lose what little we have. But the irony is that by not paying someone who knows more than us, we're automatically going to stay stuck. And once I, once I got over that 22 to 25, I had zero coaches, uh, you know, I made two grand 25 to 28 you know, I've done over 25 million and I probably spent maybe a million bucks on coaching. And I'm not saying that's you have to spend a million bucks, but I am saying that I think that's part of the reasons I was successful. So that's the advice I'd give. Awesome. Amazing story,
1: incredible journey, fascinating business. For our folks who want to learn more, where's the best place for them
0: to go get the book, Infinite Income? And where's the best place for them to learn more about you? Yeah, so you can go to infiniteincomebook.com slash get the book, or you can just go on Amazon. It should be right there as well. We're actually going to start getting our warehouses uh, pretty soon. And then in terms of me, guys, you can just go to EliteCOs.com, check out testimonials, information about me, or Uh, shoot me a DM. I I promise you I'll hit you up at some point. That's kind of my main thing. So yeah, thanks so much for having me, Seth. And hopefully it was helpful to a few people who listen.
1: Awesome. Yes, we were getting some good feedback. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks everybody for watching. This is Seth Green for Sharkpreneur with Tanner Chidester. Tanner, thank you so much for sharing your story.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me, Seth. Appreciate it.
1: Thanks everybody for watching or listening and we'll see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product or service?